Hey, I'm Dr. Lisa. How are you? Uh, great. You're great. How could you not be great? It's a Thursday in the summer. Uh, you know, let's all be in a good mood. I fucking tell you, you better fucking be in a good mood and get it together. Uh, so, um, I have a really good show today as I always do. But before we get to that, I want to, I have to tell you, you should be donating money to us and listening to us and visiting our website, radiofreebrooklyn.com. We're doing such great things here. The show, the station, everything is like expanding. We have so many ideas and they're not just ideas that are radio ideas. Like we've got a lot of stuff we want to do to help the community and do education and podcast workshops. And it's going to be benefiting you too. So just come join us. Um, And uh, also, you know what else? I'm doing my own show. I have this crazy show coming up, a showcase that Dr. Lisa gives a shit showcase. So it's on Monday at 7.30 at the Footlight. And um, so what I did was I got the weirdest people that were on my show to do the weirdest shit. Like we're going to have this crazy pornographer. Basically, if you come to my show, you will see a woman with a strap on fucking, on video, video, okay, fucking a watermelon and uh, there's a pullback. I, I mean, I'm kind of, the spoiler alert on the other side is another woman fucking the watermelon on the other side with a strap on. But it's shit like that. Shit like that. Anyway, it's free. We're going to ask for some donations, but it's at the footlight. All the information is on my uh, Facebook page and my Radio Free Brooklyn page. And and also the radio station is promoting it. They're really like, yeah, we're, we're in this together. Um, but, you know, I wanted to tell you something because bef- uh, before I introduce you to our outlandishly talented and uh, fascinating looking guest. He, I, it's the first time I've met him and I thought he looked like a character, but there's some real character quality about this person. And I'll, I'll introduce you in a second. So, um, but I was listening to, so I'm listening to uh, the old pink clouds show. If you don't know pink clouds, pink clouds is performing um, Monday night and he, he, it's just amazing, talented, unique, weird performer. Do you know Pink Clouds? No, I've never heard. Pink. Is that a person or a band? Uh, both. Oh. Oh, really great. Really great. I'll tell you about it later. But anyway, so Pink Clouds is performing. And so I was listening to uh, the show I had done with him a couple months ago. And in to, you know, brush up on like maybe I'll grill him about something, see how he's doing. But anyway... She, I got to use the word she, pronouns, pronouns, people. Uh, so anyway, I uh, was listening to it. And in, in the beginning, like I'm talking to you now, I was saying that I was afraid of getting fired from this job and how irrational it was and how crazy it was that I was worrying about getting fired because that's something from my emotional past. And I can proudly say today, several months later, I don't feel that way. I won that. I overcame that. So I am really, really, and you know, on the show, I was saying to myself, you've got to change, you know, like cognitive behavioral therapy. You got to change the, uh, just discipline yourself to get the, uh, language in your head better. And it fucking worked. Okay. Can you give me a round of applause, Grant? I'm so acknowledged. I'm really happy. So that's Grant Lindahl people. 
Is did I say your name right, Grant? Uh, how'd you say it? Lindahl? Yeah, you killed it. I killed it. So here's the deal with Grant. I am a huge, huge fan of Grant. Grant does this show called a monthly show. He's an animator and a comedian, and he does this monthly show at the Creek in the Cave every third Friday of every month, and it's called Art School as a Dropout. And I just love everything about it. I love his work. He's um, a cartoonist, an animator, a comedian, and all the concepts that he brings forth in his show and all that stuff. So I got in touch with him a few months ago to try to get him on my show, and he couldn't. But he actually got in touch with me to be on. So I'm just fascinated and thrilled to have you here, Grant. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really excited. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, I'm going to have Grant explain his work a little bit and then uh, play you. I'm going to play you a video that he did, but the writing is actually, you can see the video on my Facebook page, but the writing is is very, very entertaining. And Grant said it was a true story. So before, here's the thing. He just, this is such breaking news. He just broke up with his girlfriend (laughs) and his girlfriend is really involved with his uh, show and his work. And we're going to find out all about that. So stay tuned. But before we get to that, Grant, will you explain a little bit about your work and then we'll play the video and people can get an idea? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, So as far as my animation work goes, a lot of my films are about my hometown that I grew up in, in uh, Thurmont, Maryland, uh, which is kind of different than most places in Maryland because it's Appalachia, uh, which is very culturally different. We grew up on the Catoctin Mountains. And what the fuck is <laughs> like? We know what that is. What, what fucking mountains is that? Well, it's it's part of like the Appalachian Trail where Camp David is, where the uh, president spends. So, his are those fancy mountains or crappy? Uh, They're like moonshine, meth no, but smuggling are, but, mountains. But here's the thing: you grew up in Appalachia, so I imagine you growing up uh, barrelless in a trailer park or cabin. I grew up on this farm my dad was a pilot and like my parents were doing pretty well and we moved and my dad was like we're gonna buy this farm and he's gonna be a part like a part-time farmer part-time pilot but he ended up becoming like a full-time pilot full-time farmer uh workaholic and uh i my family culturally was very different from these people who have lived in these mountains for like you know 200 years so were you like this really nice house and grounds among all these really poor people living in trailers with no shoes uh to some extent i mean it was a big heroin den like a lot Mm -hmm. of kids in our town like would go behind a tree and inject heroin during lunchtime and like crazy stuff oh yeah sorry this is a really dark uh side i know that's (laughs) why that's what i'm saying that's my that's your appeal i think I'm, i'm just really fascinated by like kind of impoverished uh kind of white trash culture i guess i I don't even like the term white trash i think it's very interesting when you live in because like my parents both grew up in rural like missouri and kansas uh and midwestern rural is very different from appalachian rural because uh appalachian people i think are very mistrusting of any outsiders because they've just Uh, been you know fucked over by 
you know, coal mines government. and government, the government, big We're, time. Yeah. The, are they are they Trump voters? Oh, huge. We That's actually crazy. My Frederick County actually tried to secede. My county tried to secede from Maryland during Obama's presidency through a Facebook group. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is yeah. so wild. Uh, so just so we get a picture, like when you went to high school, were were you like you're you're clearly middle class, upper middle class, whatever. Did your brothers and sisters? What, well, what was weird, uh, I think my brother and sisters, because they were in elementary school when we moved, but I was, first off, I'm a weirdo to start. Yeah, so for like, sure. So, like, no matter where I'd be, I'd yeah, probably like, have the cards. You just, yeah, like, you look at you and you're like, that I'm, guy's a weirdo. I look like a cartoon character. It's totally. Always. You always totally. Look like one. Right, right. No and what even what your voice yeah, is great. Yeah, totally. Perfect. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, and I'm also, like, a overly friendly kind of weirdo at the time not yeah. so much now I, I try to be through it's therapy so scary you scared people <laughs> yeah i think I, I think they just weren't used to i think i'm identifying uh, you could see i think that, i was right? a little soft in a hard town and oh, uh sensitive you know and uh i think it was great though i'm glad that i grew up there because i have i would be very boring if so I your brother and sister were in elementary school are you the oldest then i'm the oldest yeah okay yeah. and then were you in high school yeah, yeah. You're all, a lot older. older. Yeah. And then did, um, were, so when, did you go to private school or public school? Public, all the and way. And so was everybody, were you one of the few, like, um, you know, um, let's say middle class, upper middle class kids, were there a lot of poor kids or what was that I, like? I think it was, you know, lower middle class and then very impoverished because my town is known for in the winter time, all the lights on the mountain kind of go out because people have to pay their gas bill mm. and they have to choose between their electric or their gas. So was that weird for you being like... The rich guy? Were you known like that? I wasn't that? rich, though. My parents... No, no, I'm me. not. Oh, see how defensive you oh, got? Oh, I know. Sorry. I had to blame you. I don't blame you. I, <laughs> I'm i just... I don't see... So you were. See? No, no, no. I think I said that because my parents were the most frugal people I've ever met, and they, mm -hmm. they would spend money on repairing their investment, which was this kind of dilapidated farm. Like, I had one working sink for two oh, years as a okay. kid because uh, my dad bought this like dilapidated farmhouse oh. that was owned by like these hippies like the basement had all this pot growing uh, oh. in it and like just we kept finding like a bunch of like crazy like they stole all these picnic tables and they were hiding them in the mountain part of our farm that so your parents yeah. sound kind of eccentric no uh well my parents didn't steal the picnic tables no but, but oh. i mean you know still oh they're they're just like very gun ho like my dad like loves to flip houses and do construction yeah. stuff and they like gardening and was stuff. your dad your dad was a pilot was he like commercial airline pilot my dad flew b1s in the air force so he's a bomber um for like 10 years and then he flies for united now and oh. so he's a captain out of newark so, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So do you get to fly anywhere you want for free? I used to. And I uh but I'd have to go with him. <laughs> oh, there's a yeah. little bit of a Yeah. Yeah. I bet he's not that much fun. Uh one on one is pretty good. Yeah, I think, but like if you're like, let's go out, let's it, go out, let's Yeah. Let's do the you let's know, do the thing. We're in like family, Amsterdam. It becomes a national lampoon's family vacation where it's like very structured and just goes wrong all the time which mm. can be funny i i have some pretty interesting journals about uh being crammed on a boat with them in in the british virgin oh, Islands. i'm sure there's time. plenty of material be, beyond that but i want to get to your uh, videos so we can get to your oh, personal yeah, yeah. life uh i want to know um so just tell us a little bit about your work i mean it's 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 you're you're 
you're very you're obviously funny. You have a lot of comedy, but you also are kind of an illustrator, cartoonist, or what? What? How would you describe? If we can't, this is a non-visual medium, sadly. How can you describe your work to these people oh, before man. they hear it? Or would you just rather not? I mean, I can. Uh, I mean, basically, I feel like a lot of times I'm trying to combine comedy and visual art in different ways other than just like cartoons or trying to interact with. I love animation, uh, but but I don't like doing it as a commercial job. I like you, doing it personally. You have a job as a graphic designer at yeah in a comedy yeah i work at a company called above average uh and i also work for the sports website the kicker and i make Mm -hmm. cartoons i love working with those guys i love that company it's really cool shout out yeah yeah like don't kill me (laughs) for talking about i got i gotta speak i got red no they like you i could tell they're cool they're good good. people everything's good so but anyway so what i'm about to play you is um and i do i think just listening to it is like definitely gonna work but it's the weirdest fucking thing it's about it's a true story oh, about yeah. a, a a a zoo that this, yeah tell this us is what a, it, what it's give us the background oh, this is dope i want to do this as a one-man show um so for i only really worked there for a month but i went there a lot uh the catoctin mountain park zoo in thermont maryland it's a terrible zoo it's super rundown. If you look up like Jaguar attacks, like that's like the first thing that comes up with Catoctin Mountain Park Zoo. Uh, but these are like true stories that I collected from my brother, my sister, my friend Theo, uh, what we would hear in high school uh, when I worked there, what I saw, what I wrote down, what I heard. Uh, I keep a journal. So a lot of it's. So are you saying this actually, this actually happened? Yeah. Yeah. This actually happened. And, um, it sounds like where people, I mean, it sounds kind of sad. Was it sort of, I mean, it sounds like these animals were tortured a little bit. A little bit. I think a lot of small town zoos are really sad and depressing. This zoo kind of was like a holding place for when bigger zoos had availability. Uh, uh, but a lot of times some of these animals were in poor condition. Nobody wanted them. Uh, so like a lot of the disabled ones end up staying. Uh, I've heard it's gotten a little bit better, but from my experience, it was a pretty rundown zoo. All right. So what's the title of this? Uh, I'd say The Creature. The Creature. Okay. Here we go, folks. I got it loaded up. Technology (laughs) always makes me a little nervous, but I do have it loaded up and it... In high school, in my hometown, I worked at an independent zoo in Thurmont, Maryland. This is not a normal small-town zoo or a normal zoo in general. It was was just this place where a family had a bunch of exotic animals, and they were like, yeah, you can come and see them. Ever since I could remember, something has always gone wrong there. One time, a ram escaped from its pen, ran into an adjacent suburb, and rammed a golden retriever to death during a kid's seventh birthday. The zoo didn't even have enough money for adequate cages. The lions were behind chain-link cages with net ceiling. The lions eventually figured out if they could jump on each other's backs, they could slowly rip open the netting. And they did. And the zoo remained open. 
The zoo had a series of weird management decisions. For example, we adopted two of Siegfried and Roy's white tigers after the incident, and then a pet psychic was called to figure out why they wouldn't mate. But the ultimate combination of terrible decisions and poor enclosures would have to be the creature. The creature was a deformed hibiscus monkey. The monkey could not have children and spend most of its time masturbating and screaming. Over the course of a few weeks, several small animals in the petting zoo would start to disappear. It was discovered that the creature was escaping and hoarding a large amount of baby rabbits and guinea pigs in its cage. So in the infinite wisdom of the management, the creature was tranquilized. A giant man-made lake with a tiny island was made in the center of the zoo, and the creature was abandoned on the island. Can you imagine just waking up on a tiny island with no rabbits or anything? Well, the creature would scream non-stop, night and day. At one point, the creature built its own raft or flotation device from like sticks and shit, and made it to shore and wrecked havoc on the zoo it ran around ripped up shit wouldn't come down from the roof of one of the kiosks it was finally found hiding with the baby rabbits in the petting zoo so the management decided in its infinite wisdom to fill the island with rabbits to keep the creature happy and it was the end (laughs) did you love that so good and you like wrote and, and edited. Did you do? You did everything. I uh, I did basically everything. I did animate it with my animation partner Godfrey Hibbert, oh, who's okay. a really talented animator. Well, anyway, you know what I got out of because um, I heard, I saw, I enjoyed it before in the visual and audio component, but li- listening to it in the audio component only and then glancing over the tiny screen i realized that the beauty one of the i mean the animation is really great and fun to look at but it also has this wonderful way of taking a very kind of dark story and really putting the humor in there hardcore so it makes it so much it makes it so great it makes it makes you feel like it makes you feel like you can enjoy it and not feel like Oh, or creepy, but it's great. And it's also like, I mean, the first thing I did, folks, when I met Grant today after watching this was I said, is this real? And it is. He says this really happened. Yeah. If you uh, look at the website and you look at the map, the island's there. And it's just like the lion story when they did the netting was when I was I was like 13 and we did the night at the zoo where you camp out at the zoo and they just told us all these like random stories of like horrible things have gone wrong there. Like crazy stuff used to happen there. Wow. Sounds really unsafe. Much much more dangerous than having transsexuals in the military. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, I also found out that, uh, folks that Grant has been in a lot of therapy yeah, well, I'm I've been going to therapy for the first time, but it's it feels like a lot, I guess. Really? Like, when did you start going? Just March for oh, the first time. I but, got the impression yeah. that you've been going like since you were a kid or No, that. I wish. Oh, no, so I definitely what, what got it. you into therapy? My ex girlfriend <laughs> was like, You need to go to therapy and I was like, Okay. And well, then, you, but um you guys just broke up like recently, last yeah, week, week or two ago. No, uh, May. Like in May, that's very recent. Was it like? And early you started May, going to therapy like in March. So what? What? Uh, how did? She, what was? What was her point? And what do you think of therapy? 
Um, what I was lo- her point? What was her, like, you're not good enough. You need a therapist. Uh, I just have yeah. a lot of, of problems uh, <laughs> dealing with uh, empathy and just people, I guess. I don't know. Like, it, it was more helpful, I think, overall, just having somebody else to sort out, like, a lot of my issues in communicating. So, so oh, so are you, you she, and I, I, I mean, Jesus, I say this about my husband, so I'm sure it's partly, it's not uncommon that we, I hate, I, I know I'm going to get like people going, ah, don't make stereotypes, but just for fun, I'm going to just put it out there that I don't think it's that uncommon that women complain that their partner, their male partners aren't empathetic. I but I have no idea. But I'm, anyway, so did you? She did you? Was there was a discussion about whether you were really able to? Whether you were? Here's my here's when I'm here's what makes me wonder about makes me wonder that maybe as the kind of artist you are, you're just like one of those people that just holds up in a basement drawing all day and doesn't like concern themselves with anything else. I think it's a mix of that. There was also I was like. It's just like a whole lot of stuff. Like, uh, I was like a compulsive liar when we started dating. Like, me and her, we would like, I would, I just made up like, cause like, honestly, I never had like a real like relationship or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, why am, why be honest with this person? And then you realize, oh shit, this relationship's getting serious. Like, you have to like work on this stuff. So you were being dishonest. Was that a way of keeping an emotional distance? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I also just wanted her to like me and think I was cool, which so, like was idiotic. What, what, what kind of, can I ask? What kind of, of course I can oh, ask. You, you want to hear one? Like, of, tell me one of the <laughs> things that you lied about. Oh man, there's some interesting ones, the, like batshit crazy ones. And thank God for therapy. Um, I told her that I had auditioned to be uh, the character Big Head on Silicon Valley, and I've never done that. I just, I wanted her to like me, and it was really dumb and stupid. That is really dumb. It's weird, right? It's such like, a dumb lie. You, but-, but lying, did, where does the lying come from? Do you lie? I mean, you, you must, um, you must, you must be, um, you must, hey, I was a, compulsive liar as an adolescent i'm not here to judge man oh no it's but, cool. but but were you like always a liar uh no i think uh i think maybe like in college i was pretty isolated and no like i'm pretty like person that just kind of comes in on the wind i don't have like super strong relationships with people which now as an a developed adult i'm starting to for the first time because like i grew up super isolated in my town, didn't have a ton of friends. So you're like, okay, I'm just going to shout into the void weird stuff to see if anybody's listening. And a lot of times nobody is. And so. how, how old are you? I'm 27. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, now's you know. a good time to start. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's about the right time though. Huge time. So <laughs> I go to a lot of therapy and, you know, just dealing with like lots of other problems. Like, uh, I'm trying to quit watching pornography. Like I don't watch anything weird or anything, but like, that was like a big, (laughs) that's all I like. The weird shit. Yeah. I, this guy, uh, (laughs) porno Jim, why do you think he's, yeah. Like the water, yeah. Well, fucking the watermelon. He's he's changing the game. Yeah. Right. No, but I know what you mean. You're, you moderation, you know, no, but so do you, do you think you watch too much pornography? I think I do. I think, I think I use it basically as an example anxiety tool to mm-hmm. curb kind of my I have a lot of anxiety so it's like self-medicating you know mm-hmm. and 
and basically, like, it wasn't really, I think the reason we broke up was it wasn't because of that. It was mostly because, like, I was lying that I was still watching it, you know? And You would tell her you were watching it even though you weren't? No, I told her that I wasn't watching uh... it. And then she found out I was, and then we broke up. And there was a lot of stress with our relationship. We fought, like, all the time. I think she's a great person, and we're still friends, but... I think there was it just had a lot of the stress. lying. The lying thing is is weird because um, it sounds. I mean, there's no reason to lie, but yeah. you're. It sounds like you're afraid that she wouldn't like who you are as you are. It's a self. It's. it's I have know. horrible self esteem. So how Some how come? Uh, probably because I don't know. I was well, just a super weird, like didn't understand social cues kid. And so basically, uh, I just, I think a lot of times I, I don't understand certain social norms. And so. Mm-hmm. Is that like a people like, you know, what do they call it? Asperger's thingy? Kind I guess. Of? Do you think it's like an innate thing that you just don't get it? I think I've had to work at it, honestly. You think you can develop it? Yeah. But I, you're not really, maybe it just didn't get, maybe it's not like biological, maybe you don't. So what was your relationship with your mother like? This is good. My mom's awesome. My mom's really cool. You know, I think uh, she's super supportive. Like me and my parents is pretty good now, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, my mom's really chill. She's always the, the one that keeps the family together. And did you have any problems like in high school, like any particular problems? Oh, I was a huge weirdo. Like but, all the time. But what is, what does that mean? Like, well, okay. So here's a social thing. Um, from sixth grade to my senior year of high school, I was called vagina boy. Because somebody in sixth grade when I was in a production of Annie asked me if I knew what a dick or a vagina was. And I said dick, but then I said, no, no, I have a, a vagina. And then everybody started shouting vagina boy, vagina boy. And then I was just kind of called that in like every other variation. It's called V-Man. It's called like V, special V. Just lots of lots of that fun stuff. So, you know, but it makes you it makes you tough. You know, it's fine. Well, you know what? That is so awful. That oh, is... you know what? That's how I became a comedian. <laughs> no, but but that's definitely one of the worst stories I've ever ever heard. That's horrible that you had to go through that. Did your did did anybody know about it? What do you mean? Oh, my parents or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. My dad thought it was funny. So, you know, like... Well, what about weird. that? It's not funny. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, they sympathize, um, but... It is kind of funny. It is a little funny. Let's be honest. I was caught... Well, like, I'm I, picturing I, you. you know, I'm picturing you as like a young man, like a very young man like that, a child, tiny really. Boy, tiny 13-year-old A 13-year-old boy, <laughs> boy and being called that, and it's very upsetting. It's also really like not... It's very sexist. It makes women... It's not good for... Uh, you know, attitudes about women either. Well, you know what ended up happening is... Vagina boy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you, you can call me that. That's so I thought, mean. I thought, it's just so outrageous. Go ahead. I just sorry. feel... No, no, it, it totally yeah. is outrageous. Um, and I think it made me super insecure about everything after that because I was just constantly on everybody's radar because I just... I, I let it affect me so badly. What would you do? Uh, I just freaked out. I'd cry. You know, it's so stupid. It's so easy no, to, to I don't, make me cry. Yeah, I, see, you got to own that. I think. yeah. I, you well, got to be like, of course I cried. Yeah. Well, of I did. course. See, of that's course. Good. You're, you're a good therapist. There you hey, go. Thanks. You're crushing it. Now I'm on your side, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think I think that you're you're like 
your dad. I'm like, okay, okay, Mr. Lindahl, you're probably a great guy <laughs> and a great father, but I'm fucking pissed off at you. I'm really pissed off at you for not telling Grant that that was horrible. You should have like said that's really wrong. That's really mean. Women are great. Don't let them screw with you. I'm going to go to school and tell the teacher, tell the management of the school that they better fucking get on that because that's not good for you or anybody else. And by normalizing it, then it puts the onus on you. Yeah, well, thank you. Let's let's get in that time machine and make it happen. Then I probably no. won't be very funny. No, 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 <laughs> no. You're, no, it's the damage is done. You're, you know, this is what I was saying earlier about cognitive therapy. I mean, I mean, you're damaged. This, this is you. This isn't something you can talk your way out of, but you can compensate. Well, you know what's good about it, at least the way I try to look at it with a silver lining, of course, is that now, like after that day, anything anybody said. Like over time, nothing can touch me. Honestly, oh, I just so do you not can't get insulted. <laughs> no, no, I can be like naked, run down the street, covered in blood, and I just do not give a shit because oh. it's not going to matter. You're going to wake up the next day. Like if oh, there's any kids cool. out there, and you you get picked on or whatever, it's and you survive it because like some kids don't survive it, unfortunately. Yes, this is true. Um, but you know, if you do, you're going to be light years ahead of everybody. So you got else. the resilience. Oh yeah, big time. The, oh man, what a reward. Yeah. I oh, think, you know, that's totally worth it. I Almost. It, it, it's worth it now. Yeah. I'd say I'd say, you know, it's like a weird mutation in your mind. I think, you know, there's there's definitely some baggage with that. But um, it definitely has made my comedy like I was able to do stand up and stuff because I just like did not give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to lose? Nothing to lose. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's so great. I'm just going to be me. After that day, I was like, I'm just going to wholly and heartily be me. Wow. You know? Those are great, really great instincts. Yeah, and so, like, I just wore weird shit and did weird shit and just, you know, was, like, myself. And also, I got really comfortable at being, enjoying being around myself. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable So I spent a lot of time doing my own projects and my own work and I wanted to get out of that town. And so I was like, I'm going to focus on my art, going to not do drugs, you know, just get out. So you spent a lot of time at home um, drawing. Is that what you did? Well, it was weird because my dad had this rule where he was like, you can either join a club or sports team after school and do that or you can come home and work on the farm. And I hate farming. So I was on, like, have you ever seen the movie Rushmore? Uh, no, not in well, full. Well, he's, it's about a kid who's, like, in every private school club, like, ridiculous ones, like, even, like, the Korean club, and he's not Korean. Uh, I was in almost, like, every single club and sports team, and I suck at sports. Hard. I was on the wrestling team. <laughs> I did lacrosse. I was in a marching band. I did the plays. That's so weird everything. because you're like, but you keep, you were saying that you were such an outcast. They you, hated me though. They still hated me. They still. That's crazy that you were joining everything. Because I didn't want, they that, didn't. I've just, never heard of that. Because most, I mean, most kids would just withdraw. You didn't withdraw. Because I don't want to be stuck on the farm 
digging cow shit or po- wow. you know, logging. So what happened? Anything. Were you just like in the corner at oh, the club? Oh, dude. So like I was on the wrestling team and none of the wrestling kids wanted me there, but I could take a beating and just keep getting up. And so I like earned their respect. Um, oh. They actually started calling me V-Man because it was weird calling somebody that was like, their equal vagina boy <laughs> yeah, so right. i just owned it you know oh, and see. mostly out of just my hate of farming and like honestly i got picked on a ton i actually had the entire when i was on the soccer team the entire football team took my soccer jacket put it in the toilet and took shits and pisses on it like that like about a hundred kids so that was wow. crazy um the soccer team they pissed in the water jug they made me carry down and then a kid took my calculator and threw it in the toilet i was his teammate too but i sucked like i took the soccer ball the wrong way i was weird i was like just doing weird stuff what's also interesting is how extreme the people you were around is that because it's appalachia and it's like a lawless society like i can't imagine people kind of people in my high school getting away with that shit it was just kind of how many kids in your high school it was small that's the thing it's like uh like i had a class of 120 so it wasn't like you know one no but it was small so but maybe that's wow sounds like they got away with shit and you didn't did you have any friends at all was anybody defending you or helping you or putting up or putting on your side i was friend not really i was friends i wasn't really friends with anybody in my grade but i was friends with people in the grade above me which was these weird trench coat kids that didn't really want to be my friend but we were like friendly like i remember Uh, trench coat kids i once drove one of these kids i don't know why i hung out with them I was just so desperate for like a friend, but uh, basically he had he wore trench coats. And uh, do you know what live action role playing is? Yeah, super dorky. But I just I even thought it was dorky, and I was like, okay, I'll do it just because this scene this person's a weirdo, so and I'm a weirdo. So you were just open. I well, I drove him there, and then he was like, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends because they like don't know you, and so I got ghosted at a live action (laughs) role-playing event like what uh i have to remind people that they're listening to radio free brooklyn again did you know that i'm you are you're listening to radio free brooklyn and this is dr lisa dr lisa gives a shit and i'm having this really amazing conversation with cartoonist weirdo outcast uh talented funny grant lindahl so so you're so um when you got out, like when you went to college, did everything change? Was it like, oh my god, oh, I'm that out was of a here? revolution? That, that was crazy. So what was that like? Um, it was like, so I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art, Micah, mm-hmm. and I just kind of my parents never encouraged me to go to art school, but I made art all the time, mm-hmm. and like you know, like they didn't discourage it, but basically I just had to like put those wheels in motion and. I basically Micah's whole thing is like we're gonna build this super tight crazy community um, in Baltimore of all places. This kind yeah, of yeah, no, I know city. about it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, from day one it was awesome. Like, oh, that's great. So you best. really found yourself once you got out of that. I think a lot of people kind of find themselves yeah, in college. Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, know, when you get away from you get your out. background. Yeah, and just yeah. having independence. And, and resiliency, stuff. man. Oh, that's yeah. so great. It yeah. sounds, it's so great. So let's talk more about your personal life. Cause, so you didn't have any girlfriends. Is this So this girl who's, who we will remain nameless, uh, even though some of these people that are listening know who it is, I'm certain. <laughs> I'll find out later, okay? 
Uh, but she's probably a nice girl because you're you're a nice guy. I can tell you're a decent guy. Sometimes. I mean, it just like things got fucked up. So how long were you going out with her? Uh, we were dating for almost like it was like a year and a half. Did you live together? No, no. But I would spend most of my time at her place. And was this the first relationship you've had? Real, no. real girlfriend? I had one real relationship in college, but like I've dated around with some other girls in New York. But like this was like we were we were both kind of like comedy partners, too. It was crazy. It was really so weird. did you you met through like probably the creek in the cave or something? Uh, like that. We actually we met at, I'm not gonna say what it is, but we met at in comedy. Yeah, yeah, you met in comedy, and uh, did you like her right away? Uh, you know, I thought she was a little intense, but uh, yeah, I did. I did like her. So right did did you were you, did, was it mutual or were you? Did you notice her first or was she after you? Or? She, I have such a bad self worth when it comes to approaching women I guess uh-huh. um, but she approached me because I, I was working at the venue and she had a show and uh, we were talking about taxidermy and, oh wow that's yeah. awesome yeah and then uh, we just kind of hit it off pretty so quickly. you started dating pretty much right away yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty rare I've never had that happen mm-hmm. So, and what did you f- feel like during the relationship like why did you not feel adequate um or assuming i mean maybe that's an assumption but the lying makes me think oh god i don't know i think i was just such a compulsive liar at that point because i was so lonely and just did not give a shit being a sociopathic ass no but no but that no but did you did you is this okay to talk about yeah i don't care okay cool i don't want to i mean i whatever well Uh, um i um but did did you ever lie were you ever so you lied automatically let's just say that and did you ever have kind of lie to other yeah. people that way or lie in other situations or yeah did, yeah i think so so you have that in your in your personality or your bag of tricks i think you know yeah i think so but it, here's what i don't really do anymore because it comes back it comes hard. back of course it does yeah. but and you know that but you know sometimes we just can't help or, or you know we just can't control it we lose control we're fucking humans you're only 27 you're just like bored and you do it but man it comes back it's the same about like talking smack about people like uh, it comes back it mm-hmm. will always come back mm-hmm. to haunt you donald trump uh, <laughs> So you 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 were just sort of in the habit of doing it, and it and but was this the biggest? Well, then then I had to like things started getting serious after like a month, two months, and I had to like slowly undo that bandage of lies, and that's not fun. I never want. I think it was so traumatic. I never want to do that again. That was yeah, awful. I'm like, sorry. I, I know. No, no, no. See, that's no. a good lesson to learn. Trauma is a good lesson. Sometimes. No, I know. But I feel like I, <laughs> I do. I do like, I mean, this is a good thing and inevitable and a good time to have it happen. Like not like after you were married with three kids with somebody else. But I mean, the time it's totally appropriate and normal and you need to do it. But I still feel bad for, you know, there's some, there's some, there's some, you know, I'm, you know, I think like once you learn, so I'm feeling bad. Can you accept that? Yeah, that's fine. You can feel bad. I just, I mean, I felt horrible. I felt like, oh man, you're an idiot. You like ruined the yeah. one good thing. 
Wait, how did you uh, how yeah. did you try to explain so that was really uh, good. just like <sighs> did you did you try to like re did you try to rationalize the no. lies or did you try to say I'm I was lying because I wanted to impress you or mm-hmm. how'd you handle it? I just was straight up. I was like, I just wanted you to think I'm cool. I'm horribly insecure. Um, and then another thing that I used to do was like I hated that was like the first time I've ever with a person admitted I was wrong. Like, oh, almost, you're not good at that. You well, lie. Now and, I, now you I'm lie, young. and you're not good at admitting you're wrong, or you weren't. Yeah, that's. A, I that's, just wouldn't. Yeah. I'd fight why? Why to, is it? That's an. Oh, just because I wanted to be right ego and thing? just ego. ego oh wow. I, I'm insecure. I'm yeah, horribly right. insecure. You've, so that's. That's yeah. yeah. So you've like definitely had. Yeah. A, so so um, but working on going to therapy now, working on a lot of that stuff, trying to be a. A normal human being and not a nut job, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I think this relationship, you know, we're still friends. And I think it was it was one of the best relationships. I think she's a great person. I just think I have a lot of things I need to well, work on. Well, I think on. that, I you know, know, she is that why she got you to go to therapy because of the lying thing? The lying and she didn't want me to. Uh, yeah, it was it was lying. Basically, it was uh-huh. like the big thing that we were uh-huh. working on. So are you understanding lying in a different way, like what what it means or like why, yeah. you, why you do it? How it affects people. I think trying to think of the empathy thing. That is the biggest oh, thing that I, I Oh, because maybe for you lying made it feel like, um, th- like if you don't feel like you have an effect on people, then lying doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then you realize, oh man, the thing, the, the thing, the thing you got to learn is your, your words and actions have ripple effects on so many things and so i was like oh god this is i i'm in my head like uh, like all the time like right. i i zone out and i go when i was younger i could just go into like a whole nother world and lose track right. of everything so part of it is probably like a you know fine line between reality and fantasy too i don't think like yeah. you're not you don't i mean what what i guess I, i'm clear about it, it it seems you're clear about is that you're not lying in a malicious way. No, it's like stupid things to make me think seem cool or something. Which right. It, which most people can see through those and go like, oh my god, uh, this guy's yeah. like something's wrong with this dude. Yeah, yeah. So you probably got along with, probably could get along with it with your friends because they're like, oh, you know, he doesn't mean anything. He's not like trying. It wasn't like you were lying to get money out of people or something. No, I would never do anything. <laughs> Which is like really, that. really different. It was so, never an, like it was never yeah. like a a lie of conceiving. It was like just stupid lies. So your friends probably let it slide, and then when you get involved with somebody, you can't be. You understand that now that it's hard to be close to somebody if you're li- you cannot be close. Yeah, it to just somebody pushes. if you're. It's you, the, being intimate with somebody is the opposite. I never want to, the big thing is like, I never want to like break that trust with a person again. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's all you really have. Right. Like when you're, when you don't have any money or shelter or anything, mm-hmm. all you have is that trust. So you sound, you sound repentant on this. Does oh, she I know that? Bad. Oh, big time. I mean, we're still friends and we still talk, but I, I feel really awful about yeah, like, no, I get that. I, I think, you know, she, relationships are hard and yeah general. tell me about it's, it. it it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's not it's yeah it's 
Well, it's growth. As long as you're getting growth out of it. Yeah, I think I was growing. I don't. I don't know if I. I think I was stunting hers a bit. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe I mean, we'll we'll meet in the middle like Benjamin Button again. I yeah, don't know. I mean, so I you know. guys still see each other around, and she was involved with your work, your comedy yeah, show. Yeah, so. she she was a big person proponent of kind of like revolutionizing the whole way we do the show, and she was she's awesome. Like, uh, she. I got a tattoo that her friend designed based off an online contest that I had for the show and got tattooed live on the show. Wow. She was there for that. That was pretty cool. Um, She just, you know, she, we're both different kind of artists. Like she's a very like meticulous and organized and has to plan out. I'm very like, let's do it right now. DIY punk. Let's set this on fire. This is the show. Mm -hmm. And she, and we kind of combined both our vibes and we made something pretty cool and I'm still making it. And I have a great team of people, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I work with. The show has a really good reputation and it's been mentioned in the times. Right. And, um, I, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like, fascinating it's literally i have a weird fantasy that i want to do and instead of lying about it i just do it on the show and so that's so cool that's like basically i fought two guys it's really dumb some of it's not even like a joke it's just like weird things i want to do like basically i fought two guys dressed as white tigers in a giant kitty swimming pool that was filled with like fake blood and body parts and uh, there's a video of me falling on my ass, like in my boxers, while getting like beaten up by a guy dressed as And there's no joke; it's just like a thing I wanted to do. Like a weird thing. And yeah. I was like, "This was like from like a dream I had, and I think it's funny. And let's just do it. And who knows? We'll see." So, so creatively, that must be that must be tough that you don't have her to work with. Uh, you know, it, it was, but also it's kind of freeing because I can just like when you work with. Uh, an intimate partner and not just a comedy partner a person you're dating uh you know that can be kind of intense because you have to really respect that you have to agree on everything right 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 um which i mean i really enjoy i learned a lot of working with a person but now i'm just kind of the head of the show just developing and now i have people that work on it and so i can just kind of develop it develop it and so it's it's a different kind of mm-hmm. song now mm-hmm. that we're playing but mm-hmm. it's still a good one still yeah oh that no it sounds like really good actually for your yeah. creative development what's do you have like a vision of what you would like would you like a tv sh- are you looking for like a tv show eventually yeah Is that, i want what, I like, wanna, what would your dream be i kind of would like it to be like this adult swim uh kind of you know like how like vampirella would like show or was her name vampirella or what was her name uh the the she would showcase those. You remember, like how like people on like public access in like the sixties and seventies would showcase like the midnight movie, and they oh, just yeah. like a like a you know monster or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do that, but with cartoons, and I want to showcase um, independent cartoons made by young people around the country on like Adult Swim and host as. Grandland, all the famous artists that was banned from MoMA PS1 for starting a small oh, fire. I was wondering about that. Was Is that a joke? That's, a lo- that, that's all made up. And, yeah, because you've been using that in your bio. That's like a character I wanted thing. to ask you about that. So, Because I love that you were... 
that you say that you were banned from that? Because we're down the street. The venue's down the street from MoMA. I don't even think they know we exist. But I every month I write something about how like I've been banned from. It's basically this artist that I want to create this character that's basically all the when I worked at I used to work at SVA. Um, all the insane art teachers that would like come in like the art stores or different places I worked mm-hmm. there. And basically I want him, I, I'm like, what if that person failed and was shunned from the art world and they would have to like affect the world around them. So like kind of this character that kind of showcases like this midnight animation saga. So this sort of like egomaniac gone wrong. Yeah. Without like, any, cause that, that it's kind of like, I guess acceptance and recognition are huge themes in your life. I mean, I would imagine. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, there was a question I was going to ask you. Let me just, fi- let me find it again. Where did it go? The question I was going to ask. Oh, this was, so what do you think about? Do you have opinions about the art world? Do you, do you, do you oh. ever want to, do you ever like, do you actively not want to get involved in that? Or do you want to get involved? What's your thoughts about the art world? Cause you oh, know, you they're can a make bunch e- of scam artists. Do you think so? No, what do you uh, really think? Don't, um, no, no, no lying, lying and no joking. Lying. Are you'll really never close. know. I, after I told you that you'll just assume I'm lying. It's cool. No, that's no, that's no, what no, I've but done. It's really <laughs> funny. Well, also he uh, had, a, he had a little bit of a cynical look on his face, folks. Oh, he had that look on <laughs> his fury, face. The fury no, of, of no, student there, debt. There's a, there's a look where you're like, is he kidding or serious? Uh, well, but if I see, I think if I knew you really well or knew you a lot better than this 45 minutes that I do know you now, um, I think 49 minutes really, I think that I would be able to tell, but I couldn't tell. So <laughs> what's your, cause did you know a lot of artists in college or what, what's your, uh, we get a lot art of artists. School, so. so what's your, what do you think about the whole art world thing? Uh, well, I think art school is a scam. If you really want to pursue a career in the arts, uh, just take that four years and move to a major metropolitan area that you can make some money or like get recognized and just do it. And also, if you want to go to grad school for art and you're not doing that artwork every single day, it's stupid. Don't go. Like, just buy a camera, go make a movie, like make your book, you know, because when you get out, it's such a struggle, such a grind, unless you're a graphic designer, unless you're like an advertiser or some other kind of pencil pushing part of the art world. Uh, but honestly, I think it's a waste of time. I really enjoyed my experience of art school, but that said that $83,000 debt uh, crushes you hard. And so unless you're a rich kid, which a lot of kids in art school are yep. like, man, that thing kicks you in the balls. I'm, 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 I am enthusiastically applauding and agreeing with you. Enthusi- enthusiastically. It's yeah. so true. It's, it's so true. I mean, it's art, astronomical, yeah. like how much they think it, that, that they're worth to charge that to artists. And then they also go out to poor areas and try to target kids. Like, I think the Art Institute model, the, those like uh, the Art oh, Institute, like, not, not Chicago, like but like San Francisco Institute of Art or Scranton PA's Art Institute. Th- those should be burned to the ground. Let's get torches. Let's burn it. Can I probably shouldn't say that. You on should the make <laughs> art about it. Yeah, maybe we'll have seriously. a protest. Yeah, I think yeah. we should. I'm going to rally people behind that. That's that's kind of the model of the collective was that you don't need 
to go to art school. You don't need to take improv classes to be a good comedian. It's all a rip. Like you mm-hmm. got to go. You know how you do it? You go out, you start your own show. You don't wait on people. You don't wait on institution. That's But do you see oh. the work that you do now as more in a different you know road path than visual than like being an artist in the art world? Or or are your interests, like, are you interested in, like, do you like going to museums? Do you like that kind of art? I do. I do really enjoy going to museums and making art in that regard. But I've always been kind of a performance artist Mm. and combining what I've done. I've always been making movies. I've Mm -hmm. always been doing weird kind of shocking things to to mess with people. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love Eric Andre. I think he's a genius. But I don't want to i don't like high society i don't like being confined the, right. the work to be confined to walls right right profited right, upon. right yeah i get i i uh I'm, i, I'm I do i that. do appreciate people that. who do stuff like that and i and i and i can find you know value in it but it's well, it's not I my jam the art world really conservative i i hate that i hate they're really conservative right oh i got kicked out of uh i shouldn't be saying this well either. i i shouldn't say i'm <laughs> see this is it's gonna come back to me <laughs> no no Loud no mouth no it's crazy just, mouth um look i want to you know we only have like seven minutes left oh. and i want to make sure that we get like a little more promotion for you in before we leave but and to remind people that they're listening to radio free brooklyn and to like enjoy listening to us and go to our website give us money just or even just write us a nice note. I'm Dr. Lisa at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com if you want to write me a nice note or say something nice that I would then tell Grant about. But also, um, let's talk about your future with women. Let's do that. Uh, I got so are you going to start dating again? <laughs> I actually have a, a... I just started this week. I have a date. I I, I like compulsively date sometimes. You like do? Binge, you like date? Is it, you dating. binge date. Now, is that like for the sex to. or is that is, no, it, or is that, that just like you're lonely or what what well, what compulsive I, I just what do you like bored. what I don't know I want yeah, the attention I guess you just want you're just like this will be fun it, entertainment yeah. you see it as entertainment yeah I I do want to find somebody that's like fun to hang out with I have two friends one lives in London one is my animation friend Godfrey and then I work a ton yeah so right. like you to, don't really have a lot of time for yeah dating. yeah right. and so like when I have some free time I I do it and I, I enjoy talking to people and practicing empathy and honesty because my therapist tells me and i have to go look him in the eyes on tuesday and he asks have you done the things we said we were gonna try and i'm like sometimes uh i've actually been doing pretty good no you've got your heart in the right place you're definitely like i mean uh in my uh well it has been 50 minutes so i'm allowed to give you an opinion so i think that uh you definitely got it i think this chick was the best thing that happened to you because i think she like brought that to a to a head and i think that you really want to get a handle on that i think and i'm certain you're going to i just think that like a lot of it is habit and you need to just you know i mean it's only been since you know it's been a very short time and you know by next year when you come back next year to talk about it again you're going to be like totally Cool. I'll have I'll be really cool. I'll have like a full have beard a, and a glitter no, outfit. No, not cool. No, you'll always be a dork. But you know, you'll be cool about that particular lying yeah, thing yeah. and being honest and being more intimate. And by then, you'll probably have another girlfriend, maybe. Or uh, girls, I think what you're going to find, I'm sure of this. I feel very sure of this. 
that once you start being more honest and you still have that same like give a don't give a fuck resiliency, but that honesty is important to you and people are going to pick up on that. It's going to be like it's going to uh, just amplify the best things about you and your life. I really do believe that. So I think I think, you know, I think you're I'm glad we got to like meet you at like the before slightly in slightly in the before phase because there's definitely going to be an after phase that's going to be a big improvement for yeah. god's sakes yeah got it, got it are you not afraid of losing that. your like weirdo character are you by no. by having your shit together okay then no okay. That, i always think that's weird when like comedians too. get sober or anything and they're or have a kid and they're like it's gonna ruin my comedy that's stupid okay good just you you always want to just improve and change as a person yeah yeah, yeah exactly. that's gotta be your values right so you're dating around is that what we're gonna say? Yeah, I'm. I'm available, ladies. I hang out at the creek. I uh-huh. look like a mix of Weird Al and Harry Potter and Where's Waldo. So, so what? Do, what kind of? How do you meet women? Are you a? Are you an app guy? Are you an in person guy? A little bit of both. Well, little, little yeah. both. Uh, so, who's the next date? Tell us about it. Who's who are you going out with next? Oh, I don't know if I want to say. On yeah, air. come on, come on. You don't have to say the name. Uh, What's appealing about her? Let's put it that um, way. She likes Larry David, and uh, I don't know. She seems cool. She mm-hmm. she seems equally depressed. So that's, have you that's have fun. you seen photos? Yeah, yeah. You haven't met her. The, we met on the app. Uh, okay, yeah, so Cupid. you. Yeah. Okay, Cupid, yeah. which is a pretty like, like that one. Yeah, that's like a. That's not like a hookup app. No, I, I can't do hookups. They make me sad. You just feel sad afterwards. Some guys don't, but like, man, that uh, that hits me hard. Yeah. I'm just a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think everybody's made for that. I can't. I can't. I mean, I've uh, you know, well, I'm I'm married now, but you know, in in my in my I I mean, I've had my share of one night stands, and I every time I've had them, I don't I. I've got nothing against it, but I can't emotionally handle it. I I don't have anything against it. Each is his own. Like follow your heart. But yeah, man, but yeah, ugh. some people just aren't made for that. I am not. I am a like insecure, emotional wreck. So no, like, you're not. <laughs> no, you know what? You're not. You're not. No, no. I I'm I'm actually doing pretty good lately. Yeah, I'm you're not. And to... you have like a good full time job, right? Yeah, With yeah. Health insurance. I got got it. Got those so, pennies. Like, what about? that so i'm not buying pays, pays this. for that therapy i'm man. not buying this you know what this is what i do maybe you're doing this where you lower people's expectations of you i just do the mark Marin set the bar low oh and so yeah like, which that's he I'm should s- not be a model for I any kind of like man. i got grossed out after the obama thing yeah you too a, little, a lot little, of people say that a little weird for me uh, yeah he was kind of like a big kind of model for me, me and too. i was like he's not a good role model to have no no and also he got all these famous people on we only have a minute left yeah. so you know what because we only have a minute and i really want to make sure that we get all the promotion in for you that we can will you will you like list the things that people should go and find out about you yeah if you want to hire me to make like cool posters or stuff i do a lot of comedy posters grantdraws.com or you can email me at grantlindall@gmail.com. my instagram is gvlindall. 
Uh, and uh, please check out the Art School Acid Collective's Facebook group, Art School Acid. On Facebook, we post all our shows, videos, and editorial. And stuff. the show is really important. You should go to that because I know it's great. And it's at the Creek in the Cave yeah. every every third, third Friday, Friday. Extreme psychedelic sketch show. We do not give away free acid. Please stop messaging me. So have you taken acid. acid? Lots of times. You like acid? Love acid. It's the best drug ever. Uh, you should respect it though, and uh, be in a safe, controlled environment. It is not something that you just. How do about for other fun. psychedelics? I've done shrooms. I had a really insane bad experience on shrooms because somebody gave me way too many and it was the first psychedelic drug I've ever uh, done. And uh, I may do that again, but honestly... So I, acid is your thing? Acid's cool because like, you got like a control. Once a month? Uh, probably once every other month because I feel like you need like two days to recover at least... I-